Sealed on Red Dawn, 1984, has, the year I was born. It has to be the 1984 one, though, because they did a remake uh, yes. in, like, 2012 or something like that. Don't watch the Chris Hemsworth it's one. It's right, but it's not, it's no. nowhere close to Red Dawn. Well, here's here's the deal. When you put Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen together in small town USA, in small town USA, and they're fighting the Ruskies, we have cinematic magic. Welcome to Biblical Lenses, a podcast that explores the how and why of living as a Christian in a pop culture world. Movies, art, people, everything is up for debate, and nothing is held back. In each episode, we explore a topic through conversation, banter, and the Bible to try to get to the truth of the matter. We're not pastors or scholars. We're just regular Christians trying to understand the world through the lenses of the Bible. Hey, Nolan, what did Pharaoh say when the seventh plague struck his land? I don't know what. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Get it? Because it hailed? I get it because it hailed. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, Uh, welcome to Biblical Lenses. (laughs) Welcome to the episode, and wouldn't you guess it, wouldn't you know, uh, we've been off for a couple weeks because of the exact topic which we will be discussing tonight, which is pestilence. Pestilence. Um, Or otherwise known as plague. Thank you. I was going to say, for those uh, at home that doesn't know what pestilence is, that had to look it up 10 minutes before Mm. we did this podcast, Yeah, I'm glad that you defined that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pestilence, plague, sickness... Uh, it is also interpreted in the Bible as uh, as suffering sometimes, yeah. um, and uh, and well, other ways. But basically, just woe is me, bad times. For those that are listening, to the year two thousand and forty five and or aliens that don't live on our planet um which we all know is true um we are dealing with quarantine right now and we are self-distancing um we're on zoom right now and yes uh, we are it's it's kind of weird it's kind of weird i'm I'm not used to doing podcasts without seeing you face to face yeah well i'm seeing your face it's just it's a two-dimensional version of your face and that's okay that's you don't want to see my face anyways because i'm unshaved i haven't had a haircut in five weeks um, and I'm going a little bit stir crazy, so I have a crazed look in my eye, pretty much. Um, but you guys been you 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 and the family been doing all right on the yeah. isolation? We've been doing great. Um, okay. My son's actually my son's birthday is coming up here in uh, in a couple of days. And right. It's super That's different, right. super weird. Like, um, I mean, what's funny is like we've just been finding little ways to enjoy the moments that we have. Um, I've, I've, so I've heard this. I've heard that during quarantine, like after people are getting out of quarantine in other countries they are divorcing or breaking up. And oh. because it's like you spend so much time together and people aren't used to spending this much time together and they're literally like, I am I did not expect you to be, you to be like this, I'm out. Um, obviously, that's not what me and my wife are gonna do. Um, but that being said, um, it's actually made our relationship weirdly stronger, like just being yeah. around each other um, and sharing everything that we have um, yeah. with each other. Like it's has been she, super awesome. Has she, has she noticed any new, or maybe like any um, quirks of yours that she hadn't really honed in on as no. much in the past? No, we've no. known each other for 10 years. I don't think there's going to be anything really new that she's going to. I'm just now starting to get like stir crazy where I'm like really energetic in the house and I can't yeah. actually go out and release that energy. 
so today my wife was like, you need to go do something because you are too energetic. But that's about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, So my wife is not like a, uh, her love language is not physical touch. She's not a cuddler. Uh, She doesn't like to touch me while we sleep. She sleeps on the far side of the bed. Uh, But during quarantine, she's been a little cuddly. And I'm I'm like, I, you know, of course I don't want this pandemic to be here, but I do like the cuddles. Yep. Pretty big fan of the cuddles. Okay. So uh, we're doing okay. Uh, It's been about four or five weeks. Um, But the question on the mind and when you just Google it, like Christian perspective, what does the Bible say? Something like that. You're, I found at least five articles that had names like this. Here we go. Um, the 11th plague. Pastor claims coronavirus is God's punishment for sin. Uh, article number two. Is COVID-19 a punishment from above? Um, and then uh, a few others similar to that. So that's the, I feel like that's probably the way to enter this. Yeah. Is COVID-19... A punishment from God for our sins. Oof. Uh, my answer. Go anywhere you want with that. My answer is no. No, it's okay. not. Um, okay. But I, then again, like, well, <clears throat> I should say this. I don't know, obviously, the mind of God. Um, sure. I, you know, there's definitely ways to, to see it. I don't. Answer this with care. I don't, answer this I with care. I wouldn't call it the, the 11th plague. I wouldn't okay. say this is like god's like 11th punishment because of all the bad stuff because the bubonic plague like the black plague like all of these other plagues that came before us killed many more people in i would say a much worse society or time of time of living um than we are in now so no i don't think it's the you know oh god is punishing you know god is punishing us like this is the 11th plague i would say this might be due to something um okay but i wouldn't say so i mean i guess like the 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 root of it is like some people are out there asking which and or let me just say it like this um some people have said that this is definitely god punishing the world even the church right because of certain things and others would say that god would never punish people with a plague or a pandemic and so it's obviously just like a disease it's something that's happened so i feel like two far sides of the spectrum would say god would never do that and then it's god if it is a disease god's always doing it he's the one that does it because he's sovereign he dishes out the plagues and the punishment 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 yeah. is that it, it well works. i'm having it a cha- I've, we've been on a five week sickness break bro <laughs> so i'm having trouble talking so so um are either sides like where in that spectrum either left right of that far ends of the spectrum or somewhere in the middle where is it biblical where does it become biblical Ooh. nolan in your opinion it's it's a good question uh i feel like that's that's literally asking you to like define like god's plans in, in our world i will say this i think okay. that there's a lot of times that we read stuff in the bible and things are attributed to, attributed to god and i would say like you can attribute this to god as well saying like yes we as a people are wicked and therefore like at a certain point in time god will judge us or punish us you can attribute this to god and say hey maybe i need to do a heart check and i need to change something about myself or and and a lot of times like i remember when hurricane katrina came through louisiana and there was a Mm -hmm. lot of people that were like oh god is punishing louisiana for their wickedness and blah 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 and it's like okay that i mean that could be true i I could see how you could attribute that to god but you could also say like this is a natural disaster it happens all over the world all the time is God right. physically like looking down on one location and saying, I want to beat this people up or 
you know, is it something different? Is it just, right. you know, is it just our, our sinful fallen world working as a sinful right. fallen world, right? Right, which I think it's important to like, okay, before anybody's out there going, well, obviously God's not a big fan of Mardi Gras beads, so he punished that. Like, no, nah, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's that's not what we're trying to say. Yeah. I, I, there is biblical uh, evidence that God punishes people at times for their actions. Pestilence can be also defined just as turmoil or distress or great disaster, yeah. right? So think about uh, Genesis 19, I'm, like comes to mind, like God sends venomous snakes into the camp. That's not necessarily like a disease, but he is sending something that caused like a huge disaster, okay? Um, and and uh, there's numerous other accounts, like God sends plagues into Egypt. God sends fire and brimstone into Sodom and Gomorrah. Like, so God at times will send, but there's also examples, right? Uh, where Jesus uh, says, hey, that person's not born blind because of some sin. He's actually born blind for the opportunity to testify for, uh, for, for God's glory to be seen through yeah. him. Right. And then you also have the story of Job, obviously, where God's not sending it. God's just allowing it and then glorifying himself and the and also for the good of his people through the myth. So I there's examples of all of those in the Bible. So I, I liked your comment of we can't speak for the mind of God. We don't know. But the last thing I'll say on that, like that little this little tangent is I think based off of what you said, we can't know the mind of God. It's it's good to never write off any one of those mm -hmm. right like we could say hey man maybe we as as a world are wicked and we need to get back to god and god's doing that but we might also say yo people shouldn't be eating bats or there's some conspiracy theory which i'm sure you're going to take us down the rabbit <laughs> hole of man-made viruses hey. and bio warfare hey. like there's also that aspect of a broken world a genesis 3 world that we live in and so you never know but don't discount all, any of them all i will say i won't take us down a rabbit hole at all all i will say Ooh, is so they have right they have hacked they have hacked yes who they have hacked the uh -huh. Wuhan lab in China, and they've hacked. Who is they? It just said Who all I they? saw in the news was that hackers. Clint Eastwood did probably. Okay, it was probably Tom. It was yeah. probably Tom Cruise. Okay, guaranteed. Uh, and the the Bill Gates Foundation. They've they've hacked all three of them. They're going through emails now, dissecting it, pulling out information. I was like, this is this is serious now. Anyways, don't. I'm not crazy. I promise. Um, okay. But what I will say about this is, um, I have thought a lot about the end times in this in this time. Like just preparing my okay. heart, thinking about, okay, if this is like obviously like Revelation, um, you know, end time prophecy, all talks about it gets worse, right? Like there is okay. disease, there is famine, there is, you know, wars, there is, you know, uh, natural disasters. And as this is coming out, like it's hitting, I mean, I've really, really have taken a look at it and been like, okay, Lord, like, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not saying that we're in the end times. I don't want to, I don't want to claim that. Right. Obviously God says, nobody knows when the, you know, when the time, when the time will come. But I do want to make sure that like, okay, if, if this is the end time, if this is my last day mm -hmm. on earth, Am I ready? Have I done everything that I could do in my heart, but also in this world to look at Jesus in the face and say, I have faithfully served you and I'm, you know, I'm ready to enter into my rest. I, I mean, I don't, right. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard on myself, but I would say there's still so much that I can do. And I just don't want, I don't want Jesus to come back and, and me say, well, you know, I, I tried my hardest, but you know, Jesus says, Hey, you could have tried a lot harder. Right. So that's how I'm trying to take this situation yeah. right now. 
Yeah, I, I think, okay, so like the Bible says that there is there is biblical evidence of God dishing out pestilence or affliction or trial. There is evidence that there this world that God has created, um, which I think is an interesting conversation, I think, that God's built a certain set of natural laws and orders that this world functions off of, and he intervenes at times, miracles, interventions, but those are not the norm, right? Those are the exception, they're not the rule. The rule is usually things go off of the natural order in which he's created so things flow, mm -hmm. right? Would you yeah, agree? I would say that, yeah. Okay, so that so it when I think about that, I think, okay, so it could be either, we're not 100% sure, but like you're saying, what's the Christian response, okay? How do we look at our current situation through a biblical lens? can't read the mind of God. Isaiah says like that his ways are above our ways. Like his, like we don't know his mind. We can't read his heart. Then what do we do? What's the response? My thought is similar to what you're saying is to assess. Like that's what I think that's a huge number one point is self-assessment, asking the spirit of God to search you, find any wicked ways, get right, quote unquote, with your maker in this time, because maybe it is, maybe there's things that God's asking you to repent of. Yeah. So like, I definitely think that's like point number one, but point, I'm sure there's more, but point number two in my mind is um, all of this has caused us to slow down. So let's follow a hypothetical. Let's say that this is happening because of some crazy Wuhan virus plant and crazy maniacal James Bond bad guys trying to take over the world or something. Bill, Bill and Gates is trying to take over the world. <laughs> well, now all I see is Bill Gates sitting in a tall pointed leather chair stroking a white kitten and saying, yes, yes. <laughs> That's all I can see now. But... Man, oh man. Okay, but let's say that is the case. What this has done is forced all of us to slow down, right? Yeah. Stop being so busy and realize that like we're not as important as we thought we yeah. were, right? Like you can't actually work from home. Maybe you can homeschool your kids when you thought you couldn't. Maybe you can spend more time with your family when you thought maybe they got on your nerves and now it's drawing you closer together as a family. There's so many opportunities for you to slow down and, and just know that he is God, yeah. right? So that's definitely a thing that could happen. Like we could, like God could take advantage, like, or, like our hearts could take the advantage of this moment in all the individual ways, but also the communal ways because of what's been forced on us right now. Yeah, I, um, so that's actually something that I've really been focusing on um, the last few days. I've been, I just get, I get really caught up in you know political this and that and like I read Apple News and stuff like that. Um, shout out to Apple News, but uh, a lot of it has Ooh. been really just about you know like oh President Trump this and that like Democrat blah blah blah. And I've been getting really tied up into it and it's causing me a lot of anxiety. And something that um, I read the other day I think it was like on an account called Lit, Lit Reformed Memes, I think, on uh, Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, I basically follow an account for Reformed Memes. It sounds called really really professional <laughs> yeah. lit reformed means it's, it's a lot of fire um but that being said like they really encouraged me because they said hey um just just know that like your citizenship is not a citizen of the united states first and foremost like you're a citizen of heaven um everything right. that you do like earthly kingdoms will rise and fall but God will remain the same. And so it's really challenged me to see this as, okay, yes, I can get caught up in, um, you know, 
oh, what is our what is our state doing? Because obviously I care about the place that I live. I care about the people around me. But what should I care about more? My relationship with God and, and how I'm behaving. And knowing that, like, right. let's say tomorrow somebody takes us over, like Australia comes and takes over the United States or whatever, or China more likely would take over. Strange that you went for Australia. I'd love to be taken over Interesting. by Australia. Um, <clears throat> yeah. my, my wife says Japan. She wants to be taken over by Japan. Um, but okay. that being said, somebody comes and takes over, that doesn't change my my mission here on this earth. That doesn't change who I am. My identity is in Christ. And after right. that, then secondary, my identity is in, you know, where I live. So it's just been a really sure. good thing for me to kind of think about um, when, yeah. especially when we're going through this time. Yeah. Um, you just brought to my mind, this would be a great isolation movie. If you haven't watched Steel Dawn with Patrick Swayze circa 1987, you ever seen that is movie? Steel Dawn or Red Dawn? I thought it was Steel Dawn. Red Dawn. You might it's, be right. Steel Dawn's Dawn. the sequel. Sorry, Red, Red Dawn. Dawn. Right. Steel Dawn is the sequel. Yeah, Steel Dawn Red is the sequel. Dawn, nineteen eighty four. The year I was born. It has to be the nineteen eighty four one though, because they did a remake uh, yes. in like two thousand twelve or something like that. Don't watch the Chris Hemsworth it's one. All right, but it's not. It's no. nowhere close to Red Dawn. Well, here's here's the deal. When you put Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen together in small town USA, in small town USA, and they're fighting the Ruskies, we have cinematic magic. So that's all I'm saying is now is the time, if you've never seen Red Dawn, to go get you some and watch a great isolation yeah, film. That was a great, that was a great, great film. I would agree. Yeah. Holy cow, what a good oh. movie. Okay, sorry, back to it. Back to it. <laughs> I got totally off topic. Okay, here's, okay, uh, church response, right? Church response. I liked you, I liked everything you okay. said. I wasn't ignoring everything you said. And it makes us reflect, it makes us think of others, it makes us think where is our home, yeah. like all of those things. We think of eternity, we think of all of these things. What is, not when I say church, like the global church or as a Christian, what's our response? What's our response in the local church? Because churches have been told not to gather. Yeah. Churches have been told not to meet. But, but there are hundreds of people at your local super Walmart right now who are not there for necessities. They are buying glitter and games and scooters and hoverboards, yeah. bro. And Walmart's open. Yeah. So what do we think about Walmart being open, but the church is not being open? Is it a conspiracy? Is America taking away our freedoms? Is America taking away our freedoms? Yes, that's exactly what America's doing. <laughs> it's because there's a lot of, there's a lot, I follow a bunch of like super conservative, yeah. like pastors on Instagram who are like, Fight back, fight back. This is the this is why Second Amendment's real. They're trying to take your freedom to for, to worship Jesus, and I'm like, no, bro. Like people are dying in droves. So like, what do you think? Well, I think I mean I don't know, man. I look, I would love to hang out and enjoy the time with everybody, but I think there is, and I, this is what I thought about the other day. I was like, you know, I would love to hang out and, and go to church with somebody, but like there were certain hygienic laws written into the Bible just purely so that the Israelites wouldn't die of things like dysentery. And so when all these plagues started coming along before we knew about science, like people were like, why are the Jews still like living and not dying from like, you know, the bubonic plague? 
but we are. And so they started blaming out everything on the Jews. But it was just because the Jews were like, we're washing our hands after we, like, before we eat. Like, that's- yeah, we're just not eating the poop off of our, <laughs> underneath our fingernails, bro. So it's like, what I'm saying is like, you know, like God has all these rules. And yes, like, I'm not writing anything in the Bible, but I think like God was like, hey, you're supposed to live in a certain way so that you don't get sick and die. So mm. if, if we can be smart for a couple of months and not hang out, like the United States isn't saying you can never go back to church again. If they say that, I would revolt. Like I would probably be the first to die. Um, but that being said, like if they're saying, hey, can you just hold off for a couple of months? So like auntie or uncle down the street doesn't die from like worshiping in your in your house of worship, like, yeah, I right. can do that. Like I can sacrifice right. because my relationship with God isn't dependent on being in a certain like building or with a certain person. My relationship with God is between me and Jesus, right? Right. Yep. So. Yep. I, I mean, so here's the hard part, right? Like, um, side note, I would also encourage you to be the first to die. Uh, first to die. I'll be right behind you. But you go first. I go first. So, <laughs> I remember that. I promise I'll be right behind you, bro. You'll be, you'll um, be just pushing me for, forward. No, yeah. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. I'll be side by side with you, linked arms, and we'll be singing, we shall overcome. Yeah, we'll just get it, bro. Um, and uh, no, so like, I don't think anybody's trying to take away our religious freedoms and rights yet. I think that day's gonna come. I don't think this is it. I think it is wise, but it's hard because, you know, um, even I heard somebody the other day say, aren't we supposed to like not live in fear? Aren't we supposed to walk by faith, not by sight? Aren't we supposed to like, doesn't the Bible say that God's gonna take care of us in the midst of all of that? I'm like, listen to me. Okay, all right, listen. That does not mean because I'm a Christian, I don't have to study for my math test. Yeah. <laughs> it means I do my due diligence, okay? And and because I have that conviction as a Christian, I do my due diligence, most likely I'm gonna get at least a C, yeah. bro, okay? So it doesn't mean go walk out into the hordes of sick yep. and just so you can get some in and out burger. Yep. That's not what that means. And because I have to challenge people who talk, who talk that way and say that stuff. Cause I'm like, what are you really after? Yeah. Ah, you're after your convenience. You're after your own personal liberty and freedom. Yep. You're not necessarily caring about the old folks in your congregation. So I take, I take some, I have some qualms yeah. with that line of reasoning. I just don't think it's necessary. I also think, I also think that this is a season where just like we personally are learning something, I think we as the church, like churches are learning something. So we saw more churches in the last four or five weeks go online, stream their messages, record, put it out on YouTube. We've seen more people watching than ever. I know our own church, who's only like a congregation of like, what, like 1500 or 2000 yeah, or something like that? I think it's like 15 or 2000, like a Sunday sermon of ours within a week of it being aired on YouTube is getting 15,000 views. Wow. You do the math. Yeah. Unless every congregant is watching the same sermon four times, somebody else out there is seeing, is hearing the yeah. gospel, bro. Yeah. So I, I'm just, it's just interesting to me that we're saying, hey, let's, what do we do? Like, what does the church do? And all of a sudden they go, we can't do the same thing we've been doing. Yeah. Like we can't just be waiting for them to come to the building. We got to go to them, right? Yeah. We have to we have to go after the lost now in a new and creative way. I just think churches are learning something, yeah. man. And I mean, like, <clears throat> I think too, th this definitely expands our our reach and our ministry, right? I mean, there's, I mean, my mom and dad go to a wolf. I shouldn't shouldn't say this because I don't necessarily know for sure, but I'm pretty sure they go to a church that doesn't really like do a lot of 
interaction with social media or like live streaming. Whereas the church that I went to, you know, before I moved to Texas, like we would do podcasts, like we had live stream, you know, we had everything set up um, to go. And I think a lot of churches in the United States are more like the first one where it's like, hey, you come to our building on Sundays, we're going to give like a message, you know, we might have two services. And then after that, like that's as much engagement that the church will do unless it's like a local project or they're relying on their congregants to witness outside. But this is kind of forcing them like, hey, you need to have a presence. Like you need to do live stream. You need to do YouTube. You need to interact on Instagram. Like I think it's forcing a lot of youth groups to start engaging with their youth via social media instead of like, hey, come to youth every single week. It's like, hey, now we can now we found out ways how to play games on Instagram and do all these other little things to keep kids engaged and keep them thinking about God, even though they're not yeah. physically coming to a building. So I think right. it's really cool. I think it's cool too. I think also like, here's the challenge, right? Um, and th- this is just, I, I, the thought just crossed my mind just now is that when people come to a church building, right? Let's say pastor's on stage, pastor's teaching. The pastor can be as churchy as he wants to. He can drive the truth of the gospel home as much as he wants to, can't he? Because they're coming to you. Mm-hmm. The real danger becomes, okay, now that we have to go to them, are we sacrificing the message? Mm. Right? Are we going to make it more palatable? Are we going to soften the message so that we can be more relevant and engaging on on the gram? Is that what we're going to do? Or are we going to stay true to the message and take it through like all of these platforms? There becomes like an internal question of how bold are you? So. I think this is also a season where churches are being forced to be bold outside of the walls. They're gonna have to be the same way they are in the house as they are out of the house. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I really do believe, I've been a firm believer that the church can very much at times like live in a bubble. Right. And like this is just kind of popping the bubble and and basically saying you need to be the same everywhere you go. Um, So I I definitely think it's interesting. But I mean, I don't want to ramble on too long because we've been we've been going for about 28 or 29 minutes or so on this topic. You have any other big, big. Yeah. You have any other big thoughts about this pandemic, this coronavirus that we're in right now? Nope. Nope. I uh, like I said, it's it's kind of a crazy time for us to uh, for us to live in. But um, yeah. I think as long as like you kind of look for the positives, I think it's real easy to focus on the negatives in this time. But I would say look for the yeah. positives and everything. Um, yeah. And uh, and you'll you'll make it through this. We'll all make it through this. So I think so, too. I this this verse is the one that really stood out to me. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse three for four. Three for four, three through four. It says this, uh, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. A lot of talk of comfort there Mm -hmm. and a lot of talk of affliction. Both of those, in my opinion, are guarantees. Affliction's a guarantee, whether it is dealt out by the Lord because he wants to do something, he wants to discipline, he wants to change hearts, or whether it's part of a broken world, listen, like it's gonna happen, affliction's gonna happen, but the comfort is always there, it's found in Jesus. That's, in my opinion, the biblical lens that we look at all of this through. So God's doing something, God's on the move, in my opinion. Very much so, yep. All right, man. I love it. Take us home. All right, well, 
Thank you guys very much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to subscribe in whatever podcast player you listen to your audio on. Make sure to go over to Apple uh, Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Maybe write a little something nice. You got time. We're in the middle of an isolation mode. Yeah. Why not write a little comment there? Leave us a little review. Nice. Uh, we also have a website that is going to be launched pretty soon, biblicallenses.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and all the other platforms. Just look for us, Biblical Lenses. We hope you guys have a great week. Stay safe, stay indoors, and uh, stay faithful. Talk to you soon.